The Graphic Histories Podcast. Hey there and welcome to the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayette and I am your host. Thank you to Ookla the Mock for our theme song, Superpowers. Still digging that song, still digging everything about this podcast. And I hope you are too. I'm really enjoying the time we've been spending together in the past little while. I think it's been great and I'm really looking forward to future episodes because we have hit the halfway point of our first year. This is, in fact, episode 26 featuring... The, oh my god, (laughs) the Werewolf by Night, our special early Halloween edition, since uh, Halloween falls on a Saturday, that'll be our next week's edition, and that is our our fourth episode, which is always a featured interview, which I will get to a little later in the program, however, that is, in fact, this is, in fact, episode 26, which is the halfway point to a solid 52 episodes, which would be one year, one whole year of podcasting. This little experiment has been fun. It's been going well, and I hope you enjoy it as well. I hope, are you getting ready for Halloween? Are you, are you got a costume picked out? Do you know what you're doing exactly? Who are you going to be? What you're going to be? Please, go on the old Facebook, the old Instagram. Drop me a line. Let me know what you're going to be. Send me a picture. If it's comic book related, even better. I will share those with my legions and legions of fans. And by that, I mean the few hundred. <laughs> That I have. <laughs> but hey, I'm enjoying this project and I'm hoping you are too. Uh, yeah, so Halloween is coming. I'm very excited. I'm a big horror movie fan. I love Halloween. I don't really have a costume picked out because, you know, COVID and I don't have any parties really to go to or anything of that sort. I'm probably just going to hang out, have a few drinks, watch a bunch of horror movies. I've already decided I'm going to watch John Carpenter's The Thing, which is a personal favorite of mine that I haven't rewatched in quite a while that I think I'm long overdue to see again. It is a fantastic movie from a fantastic director that I can't wait to see once more. Uh, Thinking about a few others, I'm also thinking about American Werewolf in Paris. I've actually, or sorry, London. uh, I didn't see American Werewolf in Paris either, but I haven't seen American Werewolf in London. And uh, I really am looking forward to that. I have the Arrow release, and I think it'll be really fun to watch on uh, on Halloween as well. So I'll let my wife maybe pick one of the the movies. We'll see what, what she wants to see. And we'll uh, throw that in there as well. So it should be a nice, fun day of movie watching. Uh, And in the honor of Halloween, I have an episode today dedicated to a horror-centric character. This one from Marvel Comics called The Werewolf by Night. It was a fun character that's had, you know, an extended run of comics way back at the time period when Marvel had a bunch of horror-based comics. There's a Tomb of Dracula. There's Werewolf by Night. There was a zombie comic for a while. Uh, and and of the like, and they were really fun. It was kind of a fun era of horror-centric comic books. Before later on, we got Morbius, which I'd done on the show before, and and Blade, who was getting a reboot soon, in uh, in the Marvel universe. So, yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty cool that we could focus on a Halloween-centric character, 
And, you know, as the seasons roll around, I may try to pick characters that might, uh, you know, relate to the, the season at hand. This is the Halloween. What better character to feature than a honest-to-God, full-blooded werewolf named Jack Russell? <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. His name is Jack Russell. He turns into a dog. It's wonderful pun on the part of uh, <laughs> the writers. But without much further ado, let's get into today's episode. Episode 26, Werewolf by Night. <laughs> Halloween. The story of werewolves begins with the ancient wolf god, or demon, believed to be one of the Elder Spawn, the children of the Elder Gods. Millions, possibly billions of years ago, the wolf demon spawned a race of wolf men who warred against other Elder Spawn, such as bird women, harpies, bat men, flying fiends, demons, goblins, serpent men, and other spawns of the Elder God set, as well as spider men, which are spawns of Ohm. Some of these races enslaved the developing humans. But by 20,000 BC, most of the Elder Spawn had been slaughtered or driven into seclusion, briefly rising to challenge societies such as Volusia and Atlantis. The Wolfmen could assume human form, and humans scratched or bitten by them became Wolfmen themselves. They could survive most injuries but were vulnerable to silver and fire. Many Wolfmen died in the Great Cataclysm of 18,000 BC, and their ultimate fate is unknown. Following the Cataclysm, the Fortisquian colonizers from the planet Arcturus came to Earth to investigate the fate of the Savage Land, which had been created by the Anli Nuwali for the enigmatic Beyonders. A trio of colonizers based in the Savage Land acted as humanity's caretakers. Amongst many other activities, they created the modern incarnation of werewolves, combining advanced genetic re-engineering science with Earth-born magic, apparently tapping into the wolf demon's power itself. They bound the spirit and DNA of the captured wolf Windracer into a humanoid. This hybrid, later known as Grey Sire, spread this gift to humanity via scratches and bites, and then by heredity. The resultant race was known as Brethren by Wolves and Werewolves by Humanity, but the gift became a curse as man fell out of harmony with his primal self. While reports of lycanthropy in the Rusoff line stretched back many centuries, the first confirmed manifestation is Grigory Rusoff in 1795. Dracula slew Grigory's wife, Louisa, after he refused to acknowledge Dracula's primacy upon his return to Transylvania. Grigory then ambushed and destroyed Dracula, but was turned into a werewolf by Lydia, a werewolf formerly imprisoned by the vampire lord. Grigory took a second wife, but accounts vary as to why lycanthropy failed to pass to his descendants. Sometime prior to May 1930, Grigory's descendant Gregor obtained the legendary Darkhold Scrolls, binding them back into book form. Reading Lycanthropy's origins in the Darkhold under a full moon triggered the dormant curse, turning Gregor into a werewolf. Gregor further transcribed much of the Darkhold into Grigory's diary, essentially creating a Darkhold copy, which he used as his own diary as well. Perhaps seeking a cure, Gregor sold part of his estate, including Wendigore Mountain, to Jonathan Drew, who shared it with his partner, Herbert Wyndham, who would go on to become the High Evolutionary. The Rusev werewolf slew Jonathan's wife, Miriam, and Wyndham designed a suit of silver-coated armor to protect himself, enabling Rusev's capture. 
Rusov stayed with the evolutionary, who kept the werewolves safely contained for decades. Rusov eventually used the Darkhold to summon Chathan to cure him, and the Elder God nearly broke through the earthly plane. But the sorcerer Magnus forced Rusov to banish Chathan, who lashed out with a parting blast that slew Gregor. Despite contrary accounts, the Gregor Rusov, who stayed with the High Evolutionary, seems to have been the grandfather or great-grandfather of Jack Russell, having the same name and presumably using the same diary, contributed to early confusion. It would seem more likely that the elder Gregor was the one who transcribed the Darkhold into the diary. Decades later, another Gregor Rusoff married Laura, the former girlfriend of his younger brother Philip. Jacob, later known as Jack, was born not soon after, and Laura was pregnant with Lissa within two years of marriage. However, when lightning struck Rusoff's Transylvanian castle during a full moon, the werewolf Gregor escaped confinement and began attacking villagers, who tracked down and killed Rusoff with silver bullets. Gregor's mother, Maria, was stoned and driven from the village, living with gypsies and learning magic. After Gregor's death, Laura found Philip, who had moved to Los Angeles, anglicizing his name to Russell, and they married after a year. Jack and Lissa remained unaware of Philip's past. Approximately 15 years later, the criminal committee learned of Gregor's curse and blackmailed Philip, threatening to reveal his secrets. To protect Laura's name, Philip paid them, but had second thoughts and canceled payment, causing the committee to send Max Grant to kill Laura. Critically injured in a car crash on Jack's 18th birthday, Laura barely had time to tell Jack about his true father and the curse of the werewolf, making Jack promise not to harm Philip before dying. Having inherited lycanthropy the night before, Jack slew Grant, but also wrongly blamed Philip for some time. Laura left Castle Rusoff in Jack's name, but Philip, the trustee, sold the castle to Miles Blackgar, who had it moved to an island off the California coast. Jack spent the next few years transforming on the three nights of the full moon into savage werewolf form. He learned of the Darkhold from Nathan and Agatha Timley, who briefly kidnapped the werewolf and met Grizzly Ends. Befriending writer Buck Cohen, Jack sneaked into Blackgar's castle and stole the Darkhold, encountering Miles Blackgar and his daughter Marlene, whose petrifying powers slew both Blackgars. After fighting off the deformed Cephalos plot to drain his power to stabilize Cephalos' form, Jack had Father Ramon Waquez translate the Darkhold. The priest died after being possessed by the Darkhold's former custodian, a 12th century mad monk named Alfric, and the indestructible Darkhold vanished. Jack encountered Joshua Kane, who hunted the werewolf, and his brother Luther Kane, who offered to prevent Lyssa from becoming a werewolf in exchange for Jack kidnapping billionaire recluse Judson Hemp. He also met mentalist Swami Raifa, who sought the werewolf's blood to reveal the treasure map of the ancient sorcerer Kamen Ru on his bloodstone, the possessing demon Krog and Spider-Man and Moon Dark the Magician. Jack then fought the sonic weapons of Sarnak, his first brush with the criminal committee who wished to enslave the werewolf. After fighting the sociopathic hangman, Harlan Kruger, Jack was entranced by Topaz, the familiar of the sorcerer Taboo, who sought the Darkhold itself. Taboo had used the tome decades before to grant his son, Algon, a golden touch, but at last the book, in mid-spell, trapping Algon in a mindless state. Lacking the Darkhold, Taboo transferred Philip Russell's mind into Algon, but both Algon and Taboo died, restoring Philip, who explained Lore's death and reconciled with Jack and Lyssa. Traveling to Transylvania alongside Topaz, with whom he had bonded, Jack discovered the Rusoff diary slash Darkhold copy. The werewolf battled Dracula, and the book was lost in the Alps. Jack and Topaz encountered the 
Kifotic half-mad before turning to the U.S., and Jack fought the committee's Bahamoth robot, and then the Ma Mayhem, assisted by werewolf Raymond Coker. Jack joined the newly mutated Tigra against Hydra, battled vampires Louis Belsky and Lisa Pyrne, opposed Ma Mayhem and her ally Baron Thunder, and joined Cocker against Lou Hackett, a policeman who was transformed into a werewolf by Magic Ring, who was in turn killed in the struggle. The werewolf joined Frankenstein's monster against the Satanic Brotherhood of Baal, who had abducted Lyssa, and then fought the disfigured Atlas and the Jekyll Hyde-like Deprave. Jack briefly returned to Transylvania following Topaz's psychic summons and encountered Maria Rusoff, who used gypsy magic to raise zombies to slay the villagers who had driven her off. Maria sacrificed herself to save Jack from her zombies upon learning he was indeed her grandson. In Blackguard's castle, werewolf Topaz and the repentant spirit fragment of Taboo battled the necromancer Glitter Knight, who transformed Lissa Russell into a were-demon. The process of curing Lissa also purged her of the threat of lycanthropy, though she would still pass it on to her children. After battling Morbius, the living vampire, and slaying the demon worshipped by Brad Rangel, the werewolf was briefly transported to the divided dimension Bephagia by Satanist Joaquin Zare, and he aided Pangloss against the sorcerer Sardanos. During a subsequent ski trip, the werewolf nearly slew Buck Owen, after which he was captured by the committee paid mercenary Moon Knight, who set him free when he realized Jack's humanity and the committee's intentions. The werewolf joined the Ghost Rider, the Man-Thing, and Morbius in unwittingly slaying the benevolent alien Starseed, who intended to cure them all. The werewolf Topaz and others then battled and were nearly driven mad by the ghost of 19th century black magician Balearic Marcosa, but they freed the trapped spirits of Marcosa's enemies who destroyed him, and the grateful spirits healed Buck. The enigmatic three, who were all Burning Snake, Go-Child, and Hooded One, an ancient extra-dimensional group who had formerly included Glitter Knight and a fifth member, Fire Eyes, sent Jack, Topaz, Raymond Coker, and Brother Voodoo to Haiti, where the werewolf and Fire Eyes destroyed Glitter Knight. In the process, Jack gained control of his werewolf persona, though he still only transformed under moonlight and still lost control during the three nights of the full moon. The werewolf then joined with Iron Man against the Medgia's mass marauder and his tri-animan, and he teamed with Spider-Woman against Morgan Le Fay, who sought the Darkhold. The mercenary enforcer and mad scientist Dr. Carl Malice, who briefly controlled Russell against her. Russell also joined Spider-Man and Ghost Rider against the Tatter Demalion, a former agent of Sarnak. After being temporarily captured alongside a number of costume adventurers by the locksmith, Russell began mutating into a more savage and lupine form, a late effect from Malice's treatment. He fled Satanist Morningstar and his left-hand path, who wished to use his blood to become werewolves, then sought aid from the now-human Michael Morbius in controlling his savage self, leading to a battle with the West Coast Avengers. With assistance from Iron Man, he later saved Lyssa from Morgan Le Fay's attempts to possess her. Subsequently mind-controlled into joining the mostly criminal Night Shift by Danson Macabre, Russell stayed with them, allowing Macabre to keep the werewolf trackable. Russell was the only member who knew their leader, the Shroud was using the group to oppose other criminals and to prevent them from harming innocents. After encounters with Captain America, Moon Knight, and the Avengers, the werewolf eventually developed resistance to Macabre's powers and turned on the night shift, after which he went solo. After battling the Hulk in the Midwest, Jack contracted his father Gregor's spirit to cure his lycanthropy, but was told he would die unless he accepted his beast. During the ensuing battle with the religious zealot Silver Dagger and the Brain Eaters, a cult of werewolves transformed in the past by Russell, 
Jack fully accepted his wolf self, granting him full control in the best of both forms. Russell then assisted Doctor Strange against the alien possessors, the Night Shift against an L.A. street gang, and Ghost Rider against a new group of brain eaters. Jack also narrowly survived a battle with Sabretooth and fought an unidentified Wendigo in Canada. Russell also was, also was captured by criminal scientist Nightshade, who used his blood to create the Night Patrol, a group of werewolves in Starksboro, Massachusetts. Captain America, also transformed into a werewolf, freed Russell and led the werewolves to defeat Nightshade's master, Dreadmond Druid, who had used the Godstone, a former gen of the being called the Man-Wolf, to briefly become the powerful Star-Wolf. The Night Patrol was cured after which Russell was drawn into a conflict involving the Midnight Suns and was slain by Switchblade, an insane Darkhold-powered blade. But Jack was revived once Professor Louise Hastings brought Switchblade's spell. Russell befriended the again pseudo-vampiric and now demon-possessed Morbius and had a vision of advertisements on the moon causing mass insanity and fought the Lillian Goblins, Mr. Hyde, and the sadist Morphine. Jack also had an affair with Morbius's possessed former girlfriend, Martine Bancroft. Jack again began losing control of the werewolf, locking himself in a cage under full moons, and even glimpsing visions of hell as he transformed. From the cult of the third moon's dying leader, Walter Clark, Russell learned that only the legendary Wolfblade can control his lupine self. With the aid of Smedley, a mysterious benefactor, Russell recovered all three parts of the Wolfblade, battled the original wolf demon in a branch of hell, completed the puzzle by reaccepting both selves and seemingly regaining control. However, after Jack visited friends Freddy and the disfigured lump, Smedley sent him to investigate a series of killings, and evidence pointed to Jack as the killer. As Russell began to mutate further, Smedley said Jack just hadn't been careful enough in his wish to be freed from the wolf demon, and that he must embrace the disease or it would destroy him. Uncertain how to accomplish this, Jack found a confidant in Lump, who cared for the werewolf as he hid out in the sewers. While Jack's new girlfriend, Roxana, remained blissfully unaware of his dual existence, the werewolf was tracked down by a pair of detectives, escaping only after they were slain by the cult of the Third Moon. Though Jack's subsequent fate is unknown, he was later seen sensing the arrival of a mystic assassin known as Helfer. That being said, whatever the future holds for the werewolf by night, it is sure to be at least one thing. Horrifying. And there we bring to a close the story of Jack Russell, the werewolf by night, a character that was used ostensibly for a very long time by Marvel Comics. Hasn't been used quite so much lately, but I'm sure he's due for a new book. And I hope to see that happen. I think it'd be really cool if someone sort of focused on the horror side of some superheroes and, and made another one of those sort of team books. I think that'd be really fun. I may just have to write it myself. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening to today's episode. It's been a blast. Next week we return to the featured interview portion of the program. This time we'll be talking to Troy Little, who is the uh, husband of former guest Brenda Little, uh, or Brenda Hickey, as she is, I believe, is her maiden name and also her pen name. But yeah, Troy and her have Pegamoo Studios, who have done, uh, recently released Troy's newest book, Angora Napkin, and previously had done Brenda's book, The Halls of the Turnip King, and are t working together, I believe, on a third book, which they'll be releasing soon through Kickstarter, which I'm very excited to learn about, and perhaps Troy can give us some insight into that as well. Uh, I met Troy while on the con circuit, 
uh, when I was selling art, and him and his wife were there selling their books. And we became fast friends. We had a lot in common, and uh, we definitely stay in touch to this day. So I'm looking very forward to learning all about the, the history of Troy Little, his dark little secrets, which <laughs> I'm sure there are none. But uh, I am excited to have that conversation, and I hope you are too. It'll be a really good one, so don't miss it. Next week, I'll be talking to Troy Little. In the meantime, have a great week, and get ready for Halloween. <laughs> Halloween.